Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. Well, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> That's right. Everybody. Everybody's <laughs> it's another for it. episode of Crossroads Connection. I'm yes. Tyler. Yes. Andy's here. Jamie's here. Hey. And we're ready to go. How's it's it going to be awesome. I like that intro. Yeah. yeah. That was a good intro. Because it is the moment we've all been waiting for. Honestly, it is. It I've is been time. I know this. that I have been. Yeah. 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 It's time for Crossroads Connection. Woo. It is. We're going to connect Crossroads. One and word. everybody else in the triangle. <laughs> One word. What can people expect this Ooh. week? Horses. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good word. That's mysterious. That's yeah. I want to keep listening. Yeah. I want to keep <laughs> See, listening. That's yes. called drawing the audience in yeah. and then keeping them. I like it. Them, so. Absolutely. Uh, but in all seriousness, we do have a very incredible interview with Kim Charette, who is the founder and CEO of Hope Reigns. I love the, I, I love this ministry. Every time we talk to her, uh, not only do I get teary-eyed, uh, not only do I kind of get kind of chills thinking yeah. about it, yeah. but it's such a unique and powerful ministry. Yeah, and it makes you just want to like get out there and go surf with it. Does them. Mm-hmm. like I'm sitting there listening to the interview, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I want to take my boys out I'm there this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to get out there. So for those of you listening, uh, towards the end of the of this program, we're going to be interviewing uh, Kim, and really what Hope Reigns does is it matches up kids who are going through trauma with horses who have been rescued out of trauma. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Fa- so fascinating. Cool. And so we yeah. have an interview with her here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm really excited for that interview a little bit later, but we're also going through our year of transformation at the church. And we've been talking through that uh, each week on the show. Uh, right. So Andy, tell us some more right. about what this year of transformation means for us here at Crossroads. Yeah, I think it's a very powerful word, transformation. And we think about all the areas of our life that need to be transformed. I know I have them. I certainly know you two have areas of transformation in your wow. life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that everybody listening has areas of transformation in their yeah. life. So what we decide decided to do after praying about it for the theme for 2020 was that we're going to call it a year transformation. And it's not just a theme that we're throwing out there to say, well, we all need to be transformed. We are tying it to reading scripture together because we think, and I do, I do believe this wholeheartedly, and I think most people would say this, that the best way to be transformed is by having the Word of God transform us. So mm-hmm. we've been going yeah. through the whole Bible as a church from January 1st all the way through December 31st, going from Genesis to Revelation, and uh, it's been absolutely transformational. It is. It, re- it really is. I mean, honestly. And it's a leap year, so we get an off, like we get a right. day. We get, we get an extra day. day. Yeah. We get oh, an extra there you day. Go. Have you guys already used yours? Mm, oh. Probably. Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I've wasted a day between. Uh, oh, so, so for more information, you don't have to be part of Crossroads either, so anybody hey. listening can do this. Uh, you can go to crossroads.org slash 2020, and there's kids ministry information there. There's stuff for students. There's stuff for small groups. The Bible reading plan is on there. The link to the Bible app plan. We're using the canonical plan. Mm-hmm. I just want to encourage everybody to get into the Word of God. That's really the heartbeat behind it. So whether you're at Crossroads or not, start reading your Bible because it's absolutely transformational. And that's what this year has been all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Well, guys, I'm so excited to get to our interview with Kim. But before we do that, let's listen to um, a clip from a recent sermon and chat about it a little bit. I love Romans 10 verses 5 to 15. Not only does it reinforce what Moses just said, but it breaks it down to how critical this is. He says in verse 5, for Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven or who will descend into the abyss. But what does it say? And they, they quote, the writer of Romans is quoting Moses. 
The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The power of our word, the power of what we believe about God, is just a whisper. God is so close to you that all it takes is for us to confess and believe and God saves us. It says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing riches on all who call on his name. This is the hope of all mankind. This is the hope that even Moses was speaking about thousands of years later, saying there's blessing and there's cursing. There's life and there's death. And this is the hope that all of the Israelites can have. That if you simply just believe and follow and do what the Lord says, it's for us. And it's for all of Wake Forest. It is for all of Raleigh. It is for the Triangle. It is for the world. It is for all of us. It says, how will they call on him whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how do they hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. So how are you using your voice? What's the sermon you're preaching somebody? If somebody was going to follow you and watch you and hear you and listen and, and observe, what's the message that they're seeing in you and in me? Because how are people going to know God if they can't see him, if they can't hear him, if they don't have an opportunity, if nobody says anything to them? See, that's our part, us, together. And I just think about how, how much we preach to the world around us and how much we share and, and the message that we're sharing and the people that we're sharing it with. And I love how Moses ties off this one section. Because Moses says all of this. He says, he says, listen and obey, right? Follow, follow the ways of the Lord. Choose life, choose death. It's not hard. It's not far off. It's right there in your mouth and in your heart. You and I have a responsibility to take that message. I, I don't know about you, but, but I absolutely believe that you and I can transform this area. Do you believe that? I hope you believe that. If you don't, you need to. Because we can, and it's not by our power, it's by the power of God in us. But how are people going to know if we don't go, and if we don't share it, and if we don't share that message? So that clip came out of a recent sermon from Deuteronomy as we are working through our Transformation 2020 series. Andy, can you speak as to why the passage from Romans is so important? Yeah, so we were wrapping up the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Old Testament, and what I really like about the book of Deuteronomy in general is that it's Moses's farewell speeches to the people. And so they've been wandering for 40 years. They're at the end of the wandering. Moses and that generation is not going to see the promised land. So Moses is really setting up the next generation under Joshua to go in and take the promised land. And so you think about this and you think about how special it is that Moses is an incredible leader. He's a 20, he's 120 years old at the time. And he's telling people his final thoughts and his final farewell. And I just so love that he decided to talk about the choice that people have. He's, I mean, yeah, imagine there's millions of Israelites. They've been wandering quite literally almost in circles for 40 years. And now he's saying, I'm putting before you life and death. 
I'm putting before you a choice of blessing and cursing. And really, it's up to you to choose what you want to do. And he reminds people in Deuteronomy chapter 30 that it's not that difficult. And God is not hiding from you. He even says, he says, it's not that you have to, somebody doesn't have to go to heaven and get it for you. They don't have to go across the sea and bring it to you. The word is here. It's near. It's on your mouth. It's right there with you. And all you have to do is believe. And I think that that wording, I don't know, maybe just for me, it just spoke to me a lot that God is that near to us, that he's in our heart. He's in our mouth. You know, later in scripture in Romans, the one we just shared, uh, the tie in there is that it's about confessing and believing. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, then we're saved. Well, Moses is saying the same thing. He said, if you believe in your heart, if it's a heart issue and the word is as close as your mouth, your next breath, like that next breath you breathe, God's in that. So if you think about it that way, that He's that God is that close to all of us, that it's literally, it's in our mouth, it's in our heart. So Moses has given us farewell address, and this passage, he hits on a few things that I think are just so critical for all of us. He hits on the word that is near. And he dials it into the mouth and the heart, heart, and he talks about the hope of salvation, which is our part, right? So the passage we read in Romans, there's a couple of things I want to pull out of there just to make sure that people really heard and really think about. One of them is that the sermons that we preach. I mean, think about Tyler and Jamie and, and everybody listening. How you, We are all preaching sermons every day. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go, we're preaching right. some kind of sermon, you know? Yeah. And you think about when you go to somebody at a coffee shop and you're ordering a drink, your your life is preaching a sermon to them, how you mm-hmm. treat them. You know, are you rude? Are you kind? Uh, what if you don't get your drink on time or the right mm-hmm. drink? Do you do you lose it? Driving your car, right? You're we're preaching sermons to our spouses, to our kids, neighbors, friends, co I mean, the list goes on and on. And and I'm telling you, you listening right now, wherever you're listening from. You're preaching a sermon to somebody, mm-hmm. and somebody's listening and watching your sermon. So the question is, what are you preaching? You know, mm-hmm. are you preaching fear and hate? Are you preaching anxiety and worry? Are you preaching doubts? Are you preaching gossip, lies? You know, on and on it goes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or are you preaching the hope of the gospel somehow? Mm-hmm. You know, by your life, by your life being filled with joy, by your life being filled with peace, by your life being directed and led by God. That's the point of this. And that what I like about Romans is that he also goes one step further and, and he talks about how how are people going to believe if they don't hear? You know, and how they're going to hear unless somebody goes. And you know, the whole the whole rhythm that he's talking about. And I tie that to Deuteronomy because what Moses is saying is you have to choose. You have to choose today, are you going to believe in the God of the universe or aren't you? Are you going to believe that you're going to choose life or are you going to choose death? And every day I think about every day we have the choice to choose for ourselves to believe life and death and to give life and death. So you think about, again, the choice, right? So before us, right, there's three of us sitting right here. Mm -hmm. Before us today, we have choices that we can make. All day long, there's choices. Mm -hmm. And those choices that we're going to make, they're either going to lead to life and hope and blessing, or it's going to lead to death and curses every day. So we have those choices, and we have the ability to give that to somebody too. That by the words we say, we could bless people or we can curse people. Right. We can offer people life or we don't. And so I think it's all tied in very heavily together. And so as we're talking through transformation, that to me is how we transform the world. That's how yeah. we transform this triangle. That's how we see transformation happening. Mm-hmm. When God puts something in our heart and in our mouth to do, and we actually do it. Which, by the way, ties us into Kim being here today. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this opportunity to talk to Kim because you're going to hear part of her story of when she was younger and she went through her own trauma 
that based out of her own trauma that God is now using it to reach people. That's how this ministry started, out of her own trauma. So I guess my question to all of us is, what is it that God is doing in us, in our hearts, that God has put in our mouth and put in our mind that we can now use to reach people? So I'm real excited about this interview. Uh, We're going to take a real quick break right now. And then coming out of the break, we're going to be interviewing Kim, the founder and CEO of Hope Reigns. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net. All right, everybody, we are back from the break, and we have a very special guest with us from Hope Reigns. Kim Charette is here, who is the CEO and the founder of Hope Reigns. Kim, thank you so much for being with us on this program. Yeah, thanks for having us, Andy. It's just very exciting. Yeah, well, your yeah. your ministry in Hope Reigns is absolutely exciting, mm-hmm. uh, and what you do there is phenomenal. And so why don't you give us a real quick bio just on you and and really the heartbeat behind why you started Hope Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, probably like uh, like a lot of people can relate to, I grew up upper Midwest uh, in a home that looked really great from the outside. My dad was a uh-huh. successful businessman. Uh, and what people didn't know is that it wasn't good on the inside. Mm. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic and mm. very abusive. And I don't ever have memories of feeling safe in my own home mm. as a little girl. So it was really challenging. And yeah. anybody that's faced anything with addiction knows it's very hidden, right? right. And you don't really talk about it. And I never did talk to anybody, not even my siblings, um, but I actually had one confidant um, that had four hooves. Uh, He was a horse. His name was Country. He was an American saddlebred. And that was my place of comfort and safety and connection and where I really felt like I could take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. you know, being around him at our barn. And so, yeah, those are, that's my really memory that I hang on to. Uh, And then many years later came to know the Lord. I had a successful career in business and uh, really felt like God was calling me to do something. uh, And that was starting Hope Reigns. And so, you know, it's a big part of why I started is the fire in my belly is I don't want children experiencing crisis and trauma to not have someplace safe to be and and be able to talk about it and find healing. So before we began the program, you were telling me that this is your 10th year. Yes. So congratulations on that. Thank you. What a milestone that is. 10 years. 10 years. So walk us through the beginning of starting Hope Reigns and where you are now 10 years later. What have you seen kind of change over time and and I guess wrap into the whole mission and vision of Hope yeah. Reigns and how you've seen that adapt and yeah. and really hit the mark over the last 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It's quite, quite been quite a ride. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting. You know, we started in 2009 in the middle of the recession. Oh, okay. uh, and what every, a great year to start. It was, right? it was awesome. <laughs> and everybody told me I was crazy. Sure. You, you know, businesses are going under, you can't start a nonprofit. And then the big thing was you'll never find land because mm-hmm. here we are in the middle of Raleigh. And, right. and it was the very first thing God did was um, give us uh, a, for a dollar a month lease this beautiful 20 acre piece of property wow. in North Raleigh um, before we is. even had a name and and opened our doors and truly uh, he has consistently been faithful you know yeah. the, through the last 10 years and yeah. does the unexpected and the impossible yeah. um, and we give him all the glory for it 
Um, but it was, you know, it was challenging. Starting anything is very sure. challenging and getting funding and finding people mm-hmm. and, and getting the support. But I think, you know, the research that I did on our market, there wasn't anybody at the time that was had any sort of mental health trauma equine for, for children. Right. And so there's a huge need yeah. uh, for what we do. And so, so explain that real quickly, because that's that's really the the harpy behind this, yes. right? So explain what you just said there for yeah, everybody listening. Yeah. So Hope Reigns is a nonprofit. We pair kids that are experiencing trauma and life crisis with horses that have been rescued from similar circumstances. Wow. Uh, and we build this beautiful bridge and relationship with hmm. the kids, um, really initially based on the story of the horse and what they've experienced and overcome. How about that? And we're able to come alongside and share our faith and. Yeah really show them the love of Christ uh, through that experience. So so why horses? I mean, I know you have an affinity to it because of yeah. what you went through, but is there something about horses that, that I don't know, they sense something or they, they relate well? What, yeah. what is it about horses? Why not? I mean, I guess you get a, you know, cows a or you know, yeah, something else. Yeah, that's such a great question. God created horses to be incredibly sensitive, sensitive and intuitive animals. Really? In fact, they mirror human moods and emotions. Do they really? And there's all sorts of studies that wow. have been done about the powerful impact hmm. of equine therapy. It actually reduces anxiety and depression. Wow. Um, it's, it, they truly, uh, just being in their presence yeah. uh, is calming and peaceful for people. So these horses have gone through some sort of trauma. Yes. And you're pairing them with kids who are through trauma, and these horses can sense that that's happened. Yeah. Paint the picture for us of what that looks like of a kid coming up to a horse that has gone through trauma and this kid is going through trauma, which can be a whole bunch of different things. But yeah. what does that look like? Yeah. Well, um, story that we have permission to, to share. We always take a new kids on a tour when they come to okay. the ranch. That's the very first thing that we do because they've never been there before. And we introduce them to all the horses and the horses. Inevitably, there's a connection. But there was a young yeah. little girl who had been rescued from trafficking right here in Wake County. People think this mm. doesn't happen here. Mm. Um, her mother was a heroin addict and um trafficked her to feed her heroin addiction. And when she wasn't being trafficked, she was locked in the trunk of the car and she was five years old Oh my goodness! and got rescued, adopted by a, a fierce mama and brought her out to Hope Rains. And we introduced her to Selah, one of our horses who had been locked away in a stall with no food or water. She had to be dug out of her own excrement to be freed from that. Out of 30 horses, 11 had died. So it was a very wow. dire situation for yeah. this horse. And she really struggles with anxiety because of that incident. Sure. And as this girl went on a tour and heard Sayla's story, she started talking and saying, well, nobody should be locked away oh, my and goodness. nobody should be starved. And her mom mm. was crying because it was the very first time she ever spoke about her own trauma mm. in the context of the horse's story. Uh, and so that was this powerful wow. bridge uh, that really helped her to start feeling like, wow, this is a safe place where it's okay for me yeah. to talk about things. That is, that is extremely powerful. And I hope everybody listening heard what Kim just said, this stuff happens right here in our own backyard. It does. Not just that extreme, but all the extremes of trauma. Yes. And so so you walk the kids around and families around and yeah. tell the horse's story. story. Mm-hmm. And kids will relate to that and parents relate to that. And yeah. then they kind of build this relationship. Yeah. How many uh, kids and horses are there currently right now at 10 years later? Yeah. Well, we've got about 160 enrolled kids. Wow. Then we also serve another 200 from agency partners that I know everybody's heard of, um, Raleigh and Durham Rescue Mission and Salvation Army Project Fight. Um, we see groups uh, of, of kids that come out as well. Uh, and we have 15 horses 
And I think, you know, just to, to bridge on what we were talking about, the kids come out, they hear the story, but then they see the horse doing okay, right? And, and it gives them hope that they're going to be okay too, which is really, really vital and important for them to know, to have that hope. That is absolutely amazing. How many did you start with? Did you start with one horse? We actually start started with, with one. Yeah. And we still have him, Gabe, oh. our little Shetland <laughs> pony, who is so adorable yeah. and can be so naughty. Yeah. Um, but he would, yeah, yeah. So we still have Gabe and, and yeah, we've got 15 from a micro miniature twinkle who weighs 110 pounds okay. to Tessa, who is a Clydesdale that weighs about 2,200 really? pounds. So we say hope wow. comes in a variety of sizes out at oh, the wow. ranch. How powerful is that? Really powerful story. Cause you not only say that, you literally see that you see happening. It. You do. What are the ages of the kids that will come there? Five to 18 okay. boys and girls, and it is 50-50 boys and girls. Yeah. So everybody thinks it's only girls that love horses, <laughs> but these boys, they they love it every bit as much. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Kim, you're 10 years in. Yeah. What's next? Wow. Well, what's really exciting is in um, the last 10 years, we've done over 14,000 sessions. So a session is where uh, a free service where uh, a child is paired for 90 minutes with a trained mentor and a horse. So we've done over 14,000 of those. 16 counties in our state, because our state is in a mental health crisis, there are not enough services for kids out there. Um, And so it's really predicating us to continue to grow. So that's really our next step. Uh, We just purchased a uh, piece of land next Mm -hmm. door to us. Okay. Uh, we're looking at expanding. We're looking at, um, you know, building some additional infrastructure, uh, being able to bring in some additional horses uh, to be able to serve more kids because yeah. the need is huge. We continue to have a big wait list yeah. and, um, you know, 50% of our kids live at or below the poverty line. They have nowhere to go right. to get help. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we can provide the services they need. Absolutely. So this is a big volunteer opportunity, I would imagine. So what are the different kind of roles, whether they're volunteer or some staff roles that make all this happen? Yeah, we've got 220 active volunteers. So those are people that are on team. So it's an army that really runs our our ranch. And and that's really um, to coming to our Saturday barn chores, which is our time that we're open to the public between okay. 830 and 11. Bring your family, bring your kids, come, you know, scoop horse poop and clean up and do a project, uh, which is really fun, to being a feeder, um, being a session leader, being a mentor, yeah. you know, in our Bloom and Build programs. Wow. We have a gardening team. Um, we have a ranch hand team. We have an admin team and we have just about any <laughs> talent and that you have, we're going to find the right place for you. And what's exciting is people don't need to know anything about horses to be a part of what we're yeah. doing. We have so many sure. roles that they don't need to be involved in the horses, yeah. but people are very attracted to that. Yeah. So I want to be around them. So tons of volunteer opportunities. Yep. Uh, Nonprofit organization. So what are your biggest needs? Mm. Right now it's people and funding Uh, people to continue coming alongside, uh, going through our training and, you know, just plugging in, uh, because again, we are very volunteer driven, very staff lean. Uh, and, uh, the second thing is just, you know, the funding to be able to implement. We have a brand new three year, five step program pathway that we're launching this year. That's really going deeper with our services for our kids when they really need it the most. And so we just, just need the resources to right. make that happen. Can you put it into a perspective for us? How much, I mean, how much does it cost to take care of a horse? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys have that broken down and oh, we do. thought through. So yeah, how, how much it's, is that? Horses are expensive um, just regardless, but when you're dealing with a rescued horse, they have a lot of extra health okay. issues. Like Twinkle, our little micro miniature yeah. who is starved and right. he just has a lot of health issues. Um, right. So it's cost us about $5,000 a year um, for a horse. That's mm-hmm. one that stays relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they, they're expensive yeah. equine counselors. Oh, yeah. and that doesn't include our, our insurance and liability. 
sure. and all those kinds of things. And you have so, 15 horses. 15 horses. So you can do the math real quick on all that yeah, and everything yeah. that goes with it. So yep. yeah. How powerful. So how can people get a hold of you and Hope Reigns and, yeah. and where are you located, by yeah. the way? We are in North Raleigh yeah. um, off um, Highway 98 yeah. and Creedmoor Road. Yeah. And uh, everybody can find out about us. Hope Reigns, R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G is our website. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's really the best way to, to check us out and really all the information about coming to visit and volunteering. Yeah. And um, the other thing that I always love to share is there's a best-selling book that was written that's about right. Hope Reigns called Joey. That's uh, right. And that's right. Please do. And it was about one of our rescued horses that was blinded from starvation and this beautiful relationship that he built with a little girl that was mute from her trauma and how she had to learn to speak with the blind horse who couldn't see. Wow. Uh, and what's exciting <laughs> is it's sold over 100,000 copies and just got licensed in German. So it's starting to go international. Excellent. Uh, so it's really been a national bestseller, which is super yeah. exciting. Now, somebody from Hope Reigns wrote that book? No, or? one of our, it was just a, a lady that wanted to come and volunteer yeah. that God called her to to write this story when she met Joey and she'd wow. never written a book before. And here she has this, you know, yeah. amazing bestseller. So it's just all God. It is such a, a special and unique ministry. So thank you for doing it. I mean, really, truly, you think about all the ways that people go to seek help. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with most of the ways, but I mean, how often do people sit around going, we need horses. That's how we help people. But yeah. you're living proof of it. And there's a great concept and a great ministry and Hope wow. Reigns that is doing that. Thanks, uh, can well. people get that book on the website as well? They can get it on Amazon. Amazon they can get it else. anywhere. In fact, Publix and like a lot of oh, our wonderful. local grocery yeah. stores and places carry it. So just, Excellent. yeah. So hoperains.org yep. Yep. and the book Joey. Joey. Excellent. Yep. yep. By Jennifer Blakely. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being here with us today on the program. We really do appreciate you and your minute. I know I can speak for myself and our church. Absolutely. I've been out there before. It's yeah. beautiful. It's, it's, it is, uh, it's amazing. It really is. It's absolutely amazing to walk out on the property and, and see everything and see the horses and, and just see it. Uh, so I encourage everybody listening, check it out, yeah. uh, get a hold of Kim and her team out there, but thank you for taking thank time you. today yeah, and Crossroads being here. Crossroads has been one that was one of our very first partners, and so we just hey. really love you guys and appreciate well, all your you. support, and we have a lot of your members out yep. uh, that are yep. part of what we do. So Absolutely. thank you so much. 100%. We, we love you and your team and love what you do. So Thanks. thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net.